Chapter 1. Everything Changes by Helena McGuinness. Catherine was the middle child of Lizzie and Peter Broderick. Her sister Rachel was two years older. Her sister Patricia was two years younger. Rachel had the misfortune of having a very strong resemblance to Hitler's girlfriend Eva Baron. When Rachel was working as a nurse in England while travelling for visits home to Ireland during the war, she was taken in for questioning on several occasions. Patricia was as Irish-looking as you could get. She had very pale, see-through, white skin, a glorious head of rich, deep, strawberry-blonde, soft, shiny curls, and blue eyes. She was the only child who took after her father in the looks department. Patricia worked in a bakery in Mary Street from early morning and gave ballroom dancing lessons in the evening. Kathleen was tanned skin all year round, with white blonde wavy hair, a perfect smile, teeth like fine bone china, and her eyes were the colour of bluebells. As a child, her nicknames had been Snowball and Ball of Butter. Her father had fallen from a tree four weeks after being demobbed from the British Army. Ireland was a very young country and had no widow's pension plan in place. Mrs Broderick was not entitled to an army pension. How unfair life can be. After all his time spent in the wet, cold muck, now his family were destitute. It was with a very heavy, sad heart that Lizzie left her two eldest daughters into the orphanage. Rachel, aged four, and Kathleen, aged two. As time passed, Kathleen had little memory of her sister Rachel. She was 12 years old when one of her classmates said, My sister is friends with your sister Rita. I don't have a sister Rita, answered Kathleen. How could this happen? Two sisters, sisters never introduced to each other while living in the same orphanage. The nun had changed both their names because they sounded too Jewish. Rachel had become Rita and Catherine had become Kathleen. To the nuns, they were just numbers most of the time. Visiting Sunday was once a month. Kathleen's mother had had to go to two different doors in the building every time. She had no idea her two babies had been kept apart. When she found out, she was devastated. Her one comfort had been that she had thought they had had each other. On visiting Sunday, the children were released down into the visiting area, one class at a time. Kathleen was strong-willed and very intelligent and so got into a lot of trouble until they found a great use for her. She sat the state exams in both English and Irish for many children in the other private schools owned by the nuns. Kathleen thought it was great fun getting dressed up in different school uniforms and heading off to the exam centre with an exam number in her pocket. The nuns were full of pride. School exam ratings were so important to them. I would not be surprised if money hadn't changed hands, thought Kathleen, through the years. The 1940s. 
As Kathleen got nearer the jewellery shop, she became a little nervous. She really knew little of life and what she had experienced so far she didn't think much of. She had been raised in an orphanage. Her father had taken a day's work to cut down a large tree and had stood on the wrong branch. His wife was left with three small daughters and little money. Because Kathleen was only two, she was put into the nursery. Because Rachel was four, she was put into the main building. At 16, the nuns had placed Kathleen in a large house in Renla in the south side of Dublin. The day cook, Mrs Murray, was a tall, very thin, brown-haired woman with a bright smile and a face full of freckles. God's kisses, she would say. She was a good soul. This was where Kathleen heard her first radio. The lady of the house said she could turn it on while she was polishing the silver. Kathleen was uncomfortable hearing people she couldn't see, not knowing if they could see her, so she never went near it. She spent many evenings laughing about this in later life. There was just the cook and herself. Kathleen did the housework. The nuns had sent her out into the world without any knowledge of sex. The man of the house came into her bedroom one night and told her, Your work's not done. The next morning, the cook, Mrs Murray, took one look at her and said, Did he come after you? Kathleen nodded. Mrs Murray went to the table, pulled her notebook and pen towards her and began to write. You're to go and pack your things quietly. Don't let her nib see you. And get back down here. I'll hide your bag till after dinner. This is the address of my flat. She handed Kathleen a folded piece of paper. I'll follow you when I can. You'll stay at my place for tonight. We'll sort something out, Kathleen. Kathleen did as she was told. Next morning, they left Mrs Murray's flat at 5.30am together. Kathleen had the address of Avini's knitting factory in her hand. She handed a note that she had in her pocket to the manager and started a new job. Now she was looking at the machine. She said she knew how to work, but had not got a clue. A girl around her own age said, sit down quickly and just watch what I do. This was Patty. They will be lifelong friends. Patty is full of life and dressed in the most up-to-date fashion. She smokes like a trooper. She is taller than Kathleen and so elegant. At a full stretch, Kathleen is all of five foot four. For the first time in her life, Kathleen is having fun. The girls are so full of life. When break time comes, the back chat starts. Kathleen is enthralled listening to them, not knowing how to join in. They want to know everything about Kathleen. She has not much she can say or wants to. Patty senses Kathleen is uneasy and says, We're starting a savings club. It's two pence a week for Christmas night out. Do you want to join in our savings club? Without hesitation, Kathleen says yes. 
She has never been asked to join anything in her life before. To think she would be going on her first Christmas night out. With a light heart, Kathleen is heading up Creighton Street, where her mother shares a house with three other families. Her mother has a downstairs flat, which is a little dearer than the rest. The toilet is in the backyard. This meant no hauling of buckets up and down the stairs for the Broderick ladies. Kathleen knew her mother would be so delighted to see her. Wait till she hears my news. I am now free of the nuns and have a good weekly wage, steady money to put in ma'am's hands every week. It'll be the first time she has been together, the family have been together in nearly 14 years. As Kathleen climbs the steps to the front door, she sees her mother through the long front window with its many square panes of glass that brought such brightness into their humble home. Then her mother is gone. A moment later, the front door flies open. Her mam is flinging her arms around her. Kathleen is inside in a moment full of chat. The kettle, the kettle starts to sing as her mother is taking in all of Kathleen's news. After Kathleen's excitement, her mam is telling Kathleen that there is still more good news. Rachel has received a letter that she has been accepted into nursing in Manchester in England. She will travel in two weeks' time. Just then, Kathleen sees her sister Patricia, she likes to be called Pat now, freewheeling down the street on her roller skates. Kathleen gives a quiet moment of prayer. Pat had not ended up in the orphanage. She was a free spirit. As Pat sits down on the stone steps in the front of the house, Undoing her skates, Kathleen sits down beside her. How did you get here? asked Pat. It's a long story and I'm staying. The two sisters went through the hall door laughing. It was strange Kathleen knew little of her sisters and for the next two weeks at least she had a chance to change that. They spent the time at home in the evenings talking, sitting around the cold fire. Their mother stood at the wooden table, smiling to herself as always she was baking. Her mother's work worked as a cook for the Christian brothers. It had been great during the war. The brothers had a big vegetable garden and free-range chickens. Mrs. Broderick was a brilliant cook and made wonderful meals out of leftovers from the brothers' meals. This isn't the only job she has to go to each day. She's up at 4.30am and goes and cleans a government building. She has a very gifted pair of hands and come February, it's time she starts to turn the coats for the confirmations and communions. She turns coats. There's still little money around, so the neighbours go to the market and buy adult second-hand coats. Mrs Broderick cuts them down, turns them and makes beautiful children's coats. This is how they have the best room in the house. Kathleen loves heading into work every morning. Patty talks about the Christmas night out. Kathleen is knitting a very pale blue top. She will embroider lilies using white, green and peach wool around the neck and at the end of the sleeves.
She has her eye on a coat in Guyanese shop window just off O'Connell Street. My first proper Christmas night out, thought Kathleen. Kathleen soon learns why the girls are all dressed so well. At lunchtime, they run up dresses or skirts on their sewing machines that they have seen in the magazines. The sisters are getting used to each other, just as Rachel leaves for England. Pat is finding it hard to share her mother and is not really gelling as well, that well with her sisters. Kathleen and Rachel have much more in common. Kathleen will miss Rachel. Nothing in Kathleen's life seems stable. Everything changes. Pat is quite jealous of Kathleen. Kathleen can't imagine why. Kathleen comes home to find her best dress in a mess. Pat having worn it to work that day. Pat, I wanted to wear that tonight. I'm going out with the girls for a walk. If only Pat would ask, thought Kathleen, she could have had any of the other dresses. It would make life so much easier. Kathleen had learnt in the orphanage not to touch anybody else's belongings, a lesson it seemed Pat had not learnt. I now have enough money to buy my coat at last. I'll buy it on Friday, but not wear it till Christmas. She has finished the top. She has it wrapped in tissue paper and is making a lovely navy skirt in work. Now she is ready for her big Christmas night out. One morning, very close to Christmas, Anna, who was also a very quiet girl working with Kathleen, followed Kathleen into the cloakroom. Kathleen, will you please ask Patty where we're going on the Christmas night out? I don't mind where we're going, said Kathleen. Please ask, said Anna. So Kathleen did. We're going up the swan's arse collecting feathers, said Patty. The white swan laundry was next door. Everybody let out a sigh of relief. It had started out as a joke. Patty couldn't believe how long it had took Kathleen to ask her where they were going. Anna said she would never have asked if I hadn't asked her to. There's no night out, exclaimed Kathleen. Well, we will have all, we, well, we have all saved with you. So I guess we're going on an, a girl's night out, said Patty, 